The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all other purchases. Okay, three hours. Three hours left in the week. Three hours left for the Rosillo Show right here on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. We have an awesome show, and you know I mean that because I don't say that every time because I always felt like if a host told you that every day it's awesome. Like, you know deep down some days you're just not going to be that good. But we're going to be great today. All of us. Teddy Bruschi, Peter Rosenberg, Danny Cannell. We got that approved? Yes, we have Cannell here. I'm actually appreciative he's even going to call in after my rant about college football. He could not like me forever and probably have a good point. Bob Myers, the Warriors GM. We're going to do the sit-down with him. We have some bonus stuff as well as we talk about how this team's going for another title. And we get some other things planned. Chris Long, I want to do the worst athlete interview you've ever heard, but he hasn't given me approval on that one yet because somebody would probably take it seriously and go, man, Chris Long was a terrible, terrible guest. We have Damian Woody. We have a special guest. And Van Pelt is going to call in. It's a floating thing. We even make take some calls. We already taped a pulse. We swore a ton in it, and we left the swears in because it's my last day. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't do that. The Russillo Show on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the show, Penzo Performance Line, and we'll see how this goes. I have a really big finale thing that I'm excited about talking about just my time here. But as I was getting ready for the show, a weird thing happened this week because we had just been talking about The Office and how they're thinking about rebooting it. And how, because we all love The Office and we didn't want to do it. Then I told you that story about how Van Pelt, I had overheard him one of the first times I'd ever heard him talking at work was just going, oh, I can't watch the American version. The BBC version was so superior and all this stuff. Well, the BBC one popped up into my feed and I started watching episodes again with Ricky Gervais. And the episode that came up just a couple of days ago and it freaked me out was the one where he's running around. He's so happy. He's done with with um his paper company he's like i'm i'm out of here and then it hits him the day hits him where it's over and you're not going to be managing the paper company anymore and it's real and now you have to get another job and he freaks out and i had to turn it off because i was so afraid that i went wait a minute is that what i'm going to be like today uh maybe I, I don't you know i don't i don't think i will but it was a really weird connection where I had I was like I can't watch this right now because I felt so bad for me to look so pathetic so I'm going to not be at the very least I'll promise you this not pathetic on the way out so Daryl Morey was on with us yesterday and he did something that people reacted to in a very predictable way Daryl said something that we already know is true but the fact that he said it and was so clear about it It surprised us, and it led to people asking questions if this is the right way to think about your team. Here's the GM from the Rockets, Daryl Morey, talking about how they look at the Warriors. I mean, it's the only thing we think about. I think I'm not supposed to say that, but, I mean, we're we're basically obsessed with how do we beat the Warriors, and uh, we know that, you know, it's like we calculated, it's like 90%. If we're going to win a title, we've got to obviously beat the Warriors at some point. And so we're we're extremely focused on that. And a lot of our signings and, you know, what we do during the year is based on that. What is the point of this league except winning a title? So, I mean, we're 
we'd love to get the one seed. We'd love to win more games than any in Rockets history, which is 58. Those are all nice things, but, you know, frankly, we spend most of our time just figuring out how we might be able to knock the Warriors off in seven games and because we're pretty sure that's going to be what defines our season. Thank you. Thank you. All he said was what we already know. You could tell with what they were doing, not just adding Chris Paul, but all the different defensive players that they hope can switch and keep up with Golden State. If the goal is to win a title and the team that's really good is in front of us is Golden State, then we have to think about how we can beat Golden State. And as he points out, because he's Daryl, that there's a 90% chance that they're going to have to go through them in the playoffs at some point if they even want to reach the NBA Finals. But then today it becomes, should Daryl have done that? Because what Daryl did was he told us the truth, but in the way he did it, it could be, be um it could be perceived by some, not by me, but perceived by some that's just not the cool way to do it. Like you don't do it. You ever notice media fights, right? Media fights that we have with each other, the the baller move, and it's actually stupid, but if a higher profile media person were fighting with me about something and we were going at it on Twitter, like the cool thing for them to do would be say, Who? Who? Like you're never supposed to acknowledge. Like Daryl's supposed to say, we're a team, we're trying to win every game, we don't worry about anybody else, and that's the deal. And that's what we're conditioned to believe. But what I'm saying here is this is a truth we should always applaud. I love this. Like There's always these things that we have, these interactions. I remember when I was a Red Sox fan, like diehard about it, and before 2004 and they win a World Series, Yankees fans would do stuff where they'd say, like, we don't even think about you guys. We don't even think about you guys. And I used to hate it, and it would be so arrogant, and it would bother me. And you knew it wasn't true. At least you hoped it wasn't true. I mean, like in a breakup, you're like, I'm not even thinking about you. And you go, you're texting me at 3 a.m., something's on your mind. So the Warriors are on the Rockets' minds. We all know this, and Daryl admitted it. And I think that's great. The Rosilla Show, ESPN Radio. We also have um, Rosenberg coming up here a little bit. Also, Brewski next up on that Gronk going back up against Buffalo. So Daryl gives us a truth that we all like. Jalen Ramsey, corner of the Jags. Remember that deal where he got in the fight with A.J. Green? He gave us, I don't know if this is the truth or not, but the truth according to him on A.J. Green, and I don't think we liked it. I told him almost every play that he was weak. He was soft. That demonstrate facts. He just couldn't handle the truth. These facts. Um, told him that his time almost up. Uh, told him that it was easy, which it was. He had one catch for six yards. Uh, I was just out there spitting facts to him, so he he got mad. Maybe the better way to phrase that is that that was truth, or at least truth the way Jalen Ramsey sees it, to A.J. Green, and it's for us to decide. So I'm not, and as I've always pointed this out, is like whenever I go, okay, when you give me the fake, canned, rehearsed answer, I don't like that. I like stuff that's genuine, but sometimes there are truths that we don't know how to handle. And I actually think moving forward, as I'm not going to be on the show now after the new year starts, I would like to suggest some rules for all listeners and for every sports fan out there. Moving forward, we need to kind of get on the same page about some stuff. And when we get a good truth that's predictable, that's like, yeah, why wouldn't the Rockets be thinking about the Warriors? We don't freak out and go, oh, that's the wrong message. Shouldn't tell the opponent that you're obsessed with them. That shows weakness. That means this is the wrong thing to say. It was the right thing to say because he's pragmatic. And Daryl's like, why would anybody care about that? Like, what do you think we're doing here? I also think another rule that we have to figure out is everybody needs to decide where they're on with concussions. Okay. Nobody likes them. We're all more aware of them. We feel bad about them. I feel bad about them, but not enough that I want to dissect them on Twitter every single Sunday and every Thursday night game. So understand this. If you're going to be watching football, you're going to see some stuff that you don't like. The league's trying to get better, but every player is going to want to get back in there. Every coach is going to want the guy in there if he thinks it's in that gray area. I'm not saying that's safe. 
but we have to kind of come to a collective football fan concussion statement. I'd like that to be worked on in 2018. I also think when you watch your favorite guy on TV, because at times I may have been him or sitting next to him, probably, don't get so mad at that guy when he doesn't know about your team the way you know about your team. Because I've worked with a lot of pro athletes, and some are super locked in and take a ton of pride in it. And then there are other times where I've done NBA shows where the guy watched a sitcom while I watched games, and then I was sitting next to him doing raps, and I would say, well, they ran pick and roll this many times during the last two minutes of this game. And then I would look at the other dude, and he would say, you just got to impose your will. And he'd be like, man, you were watching 24. Like, what are you talking about? So that's another rule. Next time you see your favorite guy at ESPN, you may like him, but he may not have watched as much as you think he has. That's just the fact, Jalen Ramsey style. And the final rule, and this is important, we have talked about race so much on sports radio in the last couple of years that it surprises me that that's the direction it's gone. In. But it feels like every topic has been about race in some form or fashion because of the way we were living right now politically. And there are important things that white guys like me need to pay more attention to. And I've started to do that more and more. I've listened to different voices. The diversity at ESPN has has forced, I think, most of us that come from different backgrounds to start listening to people more. And I think that's something that I'm actually looking back at now going, that's kind of cool. But when it comes to police interaction, when it comes to access to education, when it comes to wage discrepancy, that stuff works. But in sports, we stretch it. We reach for issues that aren't there all the time. When Lovey Smith gets bounced out after two years, I hear from a lot of guys that it's because he's black. The same thing happened to Shiano. Jim Tom Sula made it a year. When Alvin Gentry got less than Hoiberg and Billy Donovan, I heard that he got less because he was black. But nobody wanted to hear it from me when I said, well, Derek Fisher makes more than 25 guys in the league. So there are very real things, like the lack of head coaches in college football that are black. There are real things that the people like me that maybe had a narrower mind in the past have a more open mind about. But some of these topics, we spend way too much time trying to reach and connect the dots and say, well, that guy must be out because he was black. He might just be out like the white guy before him because they didn't win games. That's what I would love to see happen in the next year because I'm going to still be listening to talk radio all the time, even though I'm not going to be doing it. Coming up next, Teddy Bruschi on the Gronk concern against the Bills and how it will be handled by the Patriots on Saturday night, how they will address the rumors the Bills are coming out for Gronk. That's next. The Rosillo Show, the last one on a Friday. It's ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowners insurance. Because home is more than just a place. 
Home is where you build a giant pillow fort in your living room. And when people ask why you have a pillow fort in your living room, you say it's for your dog. And when they ask, well, what kind? You say, the chocolate lab. And we have a web of lies that's almost as intricate as the crown molding in Fort Pillow. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the pillow soft fortress you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Rosenberg is going to be here. And fortunately, maybe we can get that cut up, though, for him because... Adnan wanted to do that so bad with the deal where we asked Tim Kirchner his favorite MC ever, and he said Bob Euchre crushed it at a charity event. So uh, maybe we can get that cut up one more time. we got Teddy Bruschi here on the Rosillo Show. Time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. I want you to give me the full breakdown on Gronk, the bills, what we expect. But you just pointed out something that I've always thought was a little weird. Why does everyone think it's mandatory to throw up the four in the fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah, right, I... I've always looked at that and, and chuckled because what does that mean? Does that mean you're going to start playing hard now? I mean, even here, let's put up the four. We're going to, I, what about the one? What about the two? The second quarter? I mean, what, anything. It's if just, you become a coach, do you think you guys start with the tradition of the one? <laughs> no, I, I'm <laughs> like, Belichick hey, man, come in and go, hey, you're going to start playing hard now because it's the fourth quarter. It's too late. It's too late. And even I, I've seen teams hold it up. They're down by 20. It's like, oh, it's on now. Here we go. Fourth quarter. It's on. Hey, come on. I, I, I just pass on that. So I looked at it and it was, it was a college doing it. So I just say, hey, come on. There's, there's every I, college I, does it though. It's if you're not doing it now, but that, I mean, that line, I'm, I'm legitimately laughing my head off here. The idea that you're down 20 and you're like, okay. Yeah. Just little things it. like that. I shake my head about it. It's like, well, do you, if you didn't, if you weren't ready up until the point, you lost the game during the week. You know, the preparation, and that's that's what I was always taught to do, not like, oh, all of a sudden it's fourth quarter. We had a guy. Here we go. Okay. Sorry, we had a guy. Here we go. I love uh, it. I forget his name. He was from Florida, a defensive lineman. He, So he was a rookie. He came in, and he was— Was he one of the ones from Florida that didn't work out? Was it Cunningham? No, it wasn't It wasn't Cunningham. This is when I was there. It's when I was there. So we had— I'm going to try to find him. We had a story. We had, No, he was talking to the media. And he was talking about training camp and all this, and yeah, I'm getting better and I'm getting better, but all this, and but, but wait till game day, but wait till game day, I'll be ready. And then <laughs> Coach Belichick, he brought he brought the the newspaper article in the room and said, "Hey, hey, game day." So his nickname was Game Day from from here on out, Game Day. Hey, you think you're going to be ready just because it's game day? What are you? I mean, he was all over him. He was all just just tore him down in the team meeting, and from that point on, he was known as Game Day. Because wait, you wait till game day. I'll be ready. So that's type of thing. That's the type of thinking that we were always taught and always it was made fun of to sort of think that I'm going to put up a, a four and be ready because it's the fourth quarter or it's game day, and now I'm ready. So. Anyway, I don't know if you'll find him. No, was it um, Mincy? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Mincy. I found it. It was, it was Mincy. Not, his cutting hand was after you were gone. I forgot the cutting is 2010. You know, Mincy was 2006. And Mincy ended up having a pretty good career. I mean, pass rush. I think he went down to Jacksonville. Did some good things there. I mean, it's like, oh, there goes game day. He's getting it done. Yeah, no, he's, he's getting he's it all done. Right down he there. was all right, you know, but he had a, a tough, a tough start when he said that to a Boston reporter and Coach Belichick gave it to him in the team meeting about being ready for game day and not being ready for practice. And I don't need practice, but game day, I'll be ready. So ever <laughs> since then, it was like game day. But to, to Mincy's credit, he did do well and we were always happy to see him well, do well, but it wasn't with the Patriots so much.
Okay, so <laughs> that that's a good segue into what happened with Gronk and the Bills last time. They hit on Tre'Davious White. It was a dirty play, you know, totally yeah. out of line. But then we had Ryan Clark in here with us, who works with us, but is an LSU guy like Tre'Davious, who said, and the quote was, "The hood's going to be out for him." Essentially, like everybody's going to be looking for payback here on Gronk. Listen, I I understand they they got to be they got to be upset about it. Gronk apologized. You know, I, I'm, I'm a friend of Rob's. It was wrong to do. I'm going to tell you right there. That's one of the dirtiest things I've seen. I mean, you don't just hit somebody when they're on the ground. Yes, it's behind us now. But now you want to talk and you want to poke the bear. Rob does not care. Okay. He'll go out there and he, that, it, that just fuels his fire. Do you remember aver- against the Indianapolis Colts? They're talking to trash. They're talking trash to him. And he took that little DB and threw him into the Sunday night football camera. It's like way out of bounds. He got flagged for excessive blocking or something like that. Took that took that DB through the end zone and threw him into a camera. Rob's ready. Rob's ready. Be careful what you, hey, you better be able to be ready. Be ready because don't bite off more than you can chew because Gronk is intense. He will he will get he'll do whatever he has to do to win a football game and he has the right mentality too. He's he's no church boy church uh choir boy out there. So I'm just saying just shut your mouths and play football. Did you ever have a sense cuz you know you always think of if somebody really wants to get someone, they can find the time to go high low, especially on somebody like Gronk. Like have you ever been out there thinking, okay, this guy's out to get me or out to get a teammate? Have you ever noticed that before? Um I always thought it was it was it was just common practice when you go up against the, the Denver Bronco offensive lines that they were going to cut you, and even when you weren't looking, they were going down low on your knees and things like that. I didn't think they were trying to get us, but I just thought it was really cheap and it was really dirty. But it was part of the game and it was legal at the time. Uh, Schlereth, we and him, me and him, uh, when he was, when Mark Schlereth was here, we joked about it all the time. About I walk by you in the hall and I get I can protect my knees, you know, because that's just the way it was. But in terms of going out there and purposely trying to knock somebody out of the game or go low on them, that w- that was never any of our intentions or anything that I heard of. You know, people going after someone on our team or things like that. Do I think that Tom maybe he here's the level head? Okay, you got all those defensive players. Always, they're all going to be talking early. Always right? highly emotional. Yeah. Always trying to get in Rob's head. Does Rob fire back emotionally and talk trash? Absolutely. That's going to happen. There's the quarterback. The quarterback, the level-headed, he'll be looking at everything. Does he throw him passes over the middle that will put him in harm's way? I doubt he does that. I doubt that. He may make the adjustment. The offense may may make the adjustment. And Tom especially, this one, I see that safety there. This is a a situation where at times I'll throw it up and I know he's going to get it and he can take that hit. Nah, maybe not this week. Will Bill, would he have addressed this at all with anyone in a room or privately? Saturday night, Saturday night meetings is when we got mostly about, because during, I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Monday through Friday, it was always about the the status quo, how we need to handle things, here are the situations, we don't need to be talking about this or that, you know, veterans taking it into the locker room and boom, cliche-a-thon. All right. That's all we do throughout the week. But there's always be something brewing inside of us. So I was always excited for the Saturday meetings because if Belichick had something that he wanted to tell us, that last piece of motivation, that last piece of that, those players talking trash and saying something that he think that would get us ready to go in the right state, Saturday night, Sunday morning, those type of meetings right there where he would say, 
Well, this is what they're saying. All right. Maybe Trey White, maybe what he said, maybe the, the Ryan Clark text, he brings it out. So that's the time that he would do it. Absolutely. And that would probably fire everybody up. Yeah. 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 And then we'd go out there and all of the stuff that all the attitude that we had of keeping a level head with the media throughout the week, it just explodes on Sunday to where, I mean, we're talking more trash than anybody else, you know, and we're letting the have it on the ground. We're rubbing, we're rubbing forearms up in people's necks when they're on the ground, things like that. And that's when we let them have it. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, man, and having you on the show. All right, <laughs> man, seriously. I tell you, these last uh, these last few uh, visits we've had have been some of the best, man. Love talking with you, uh, developing a relationship with me with you, man. I, I wish you luck over there on the West Coast. You know, I'm from out there. You're gonna have you're gonna have a great time, whatever endeavor you uh, decide to pursue, man. Proud to, proud to work with you. Seriously, man, I'm looking forward to it. You're the best. Right, thanks. You too. Okay, Teddy Bruski. Up next, we have this hour. Canell's calling in, and the guy that lost out to Cannell, maybe it'll get emotional here, Peter Rosenberg, your DJ's favorite DJ. Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. The Rosillo Show, one more time, it's ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources VP Ashley Campbell has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's managing her workforce like a rock star. She even has her own hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I have a really diverse workforce with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Don't stop. Don't stop. I'm the dream. You should know that. Now we're motivating and engaging the right people. Every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. I finally put together the playlist that I was hoping to do for a while here. Shout out to Bubba. Outsider Mike is here. He was a little annoyed that we did so much preparation for my last show, and it wasn't just a, hey, Outsider's here show. So I apologize to you, Outsider, for that happening. I know you feel a little overlooked. I thought everyone was here for me, actually, today. Yeah, you're like, what's with all these shirts and this great guest list? And you're like, I get it. I get it. Outsider's back. Tweet the show at Rosilla Show, 100flowers.com, Twitter feed. Joining us now, uh, Satellite. He is down in New York from 98.7, our ESPN affiliate. One of my dudes, a guy I've sat here in the studio with quite a bit. It's Peter Rosenberg. What's up, man? I, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is a moment that's, uh, I'm sincerely a little bit emotional about this. You'll be able to keep it together. I think you'll be fine. Um, well, I mean, I'm not off to a good start considering I almost let the cat out of the bag before it was announced. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's revisit that. So you sent me – were you trying to scoop – were you trying to, like, build the Rosenberg brand here with breaking news? Because take us through that. Okay, so here's what happens. The other night I was at an event with many ESPN people. Um, I am I don't drink very often these days, and I had had a <laughs> beverage at a holiday party. I'm feeling good. And someone just drops, Rosillo's leaving. And they, they did it like kind of without the knowledge that like I'm, I'm part of the Rosillo show with Jace. Like that's how I think of myself is like, you're my Bristol squad, right? And he just kind of said it kind of casually. And I'm like, Rosillo's leaving. 
So then someone else mentioned, like, oh yeah, you didn't hear Rosillo's leaving. So it just started to take on this, oh, you missed the news today. So I text, I text you a heartfelt message, dare I say. Yes. And you, and you reply, like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, at, at no point am I thinking this isn't n- known yet. So I go on Twitter and I'm just like, hey man, Ryan Rosillo, you know, I, I give my eulogy and for the show. <laughs> And then, and then fortunately, fortunately, you were probably just scanning your name on Twitter at the time because you hit me right back. You're like, dude, not public yet. And I was like, ah, delete, delete. Yeah, right. Cause then it started blowing up a little and I go, what, what's going on here? And then you're like, oh, Rosenberg's just going with it. And then sometimes, and I, I only gave, I'll admit, like maybe there was a, a few second window. I go, was he calling me to, con- was he texting me to confirm so he could go with it? Like, what the hell just happened oh, yeah. here? Yeah, a lot has changed. I see an opening. I'm going to start being like a story breaker. That's like my new role here at ESPN. I'm, I'm trying to break news. I'm like the new Darren Ravel, sort of a little shefty. That, that's the new role for Rosenberg in the post-Rosillo years I'm planning for. Okay, so now that I'm out of your way, who is in the crosshairs now? <laughs> you, mean, you mean what? So first of all, let's be clear. I now have one less national show I can do. There are only two shows that anyone uses me on at ESPN, and that would be you and Michelle Beadle, okay? Those are the phone calls I get. This one's now gone. Wait, is it known? Is it like, is it Will Kane continue on in the spot? Do we know this? Yes, Will Kane. You and Will are pretty much aligned on a lot of stuff, so I could see that one yeah. out. You know, me, me and Will have like this fun feud, so I'm guessing I could pop up with Will, but, I, and I look forward to doing that. That would be great, but listen, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I put it on Twitter, but I, it must be said because this is your your send off show. I mean, my I, I have a very cool relationship with you, Ryan, that I'm proud of because, listen, full disclosure, I think you're one of the more self aware people I know, and you know how people think of you at ESPN, which is there are a lot of people who are very fond of you. There are an even bigger amount of people that respect you, and then there's a, a you know, and those people uh, all like. Um, cross over each other, but then there's the group of people that respect you but are kind of scared of you and think you're mean. And I, a lot of those people, when I started working at, at doing your show a lot, they're like, ah, oh, working with Rusilla, huh? How's, uh, how's that going? He's a little prickly, huh? Guy's a little prickly. And I'd always be like, that's my dude. Me, me and Rusilla, just, we've always gotten along really well, which is kind of hilarious when you think about it. And you know this well about me. I'm kind of now known as the guy who has feuds with nearly everyone. Yeah, and why? you and I <laughs> always get along. Okay, and that's the thing with me that I always think is funny is that because everybody that before they work with me, they're like, yeah, you'll you'll hear people say like, uh, Rusilla's not the easiest to deal with. Or he's not the, and it's like, no, no, no. The people that don't want to put any work in, yeah, I'm not awesome to be around. When I'm like, oh, you're a mail-it-in guy? Okay, yeah, we're not going to get along. So, here's, 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 what, but the thing a, is, is every person that every person that ends up working with me goes, oh my god, like now I I totally get it. So yeah, it's it's kind of funny now. I just sort of laugh at it, and now I'm like, who cares? It doesn't even matter that much. But it, it, you're just another dude that has to go like, no, no. Once you work with them, like you totally understand it. So thank you. Yeah, I put it this way: you're a you're a cat, not a dog. Um, yeah, and I, the, you know, a lot of my 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 wife is a is a cat, not a dog. I mean, my wife is. She's really adorable. She, she's more like a kitten. My wife's like a kitten, right? Because she's or a tomcat. But <laughs> or a tomcat. But yeah, you know, requires a little bit of work. Like you're not just going to go up and give them one scratch and they're your best friend. But when you 
showed someone like you who you are, and I think you always kind of got a vibe of what I was like, which was like a weirdo who showed up in oversized basketball jerseys but was <laughs> going to do an entertaining show. Yeah. You were on board, and as a result, we always got along. So, uh, listen, I- I've been hearing from people like just constantly about how bummed they are that you won't be a, a part of the the company, uh, at least in the future. I mean, I know, you'll, I know you'll be doing the podcast through the summer, but uh, yeah, man, you'll be you'll be missed. You're you're one of the really real, like honest, not a part of political games, friends with people, so you want to cover this and that, like, and also not a bad guy who just goes for hot takes. I, I always love doing your show because you have gray. You know, like, you are one of the few guys, there are a lot of people I, you know, are very talented who work at ESPN who are known for hot takes. You, your, your, your takes are warm, but they're not scalding hot because you're thoughtful. And you, you look at both sides of things. And in you not being here, I'm not gonna lie, it's a bummer because it's losing someone who is really, uh, handles this in a, in a professional way. And you're a, you're a, you know, a, a really, uh, you, you'll be a loss for this company. Well, we'll uh, be doing the podcast, we'll keep doing it, and then, you know, you never know. We'll maybe figure some things out. Uh, Peter, thanks so much for everything, opening me up to your world, and uh, I'm definitely going to come down and check you out in the city before we stay out of here to the East Coast, all right? Uh, yeah, you've been owing me that. And by the way, you just left the door open there at the end. Like, in wrestling, that would be like a little hint that the storyline's not quite complete, what you just said there. Just left the Did everyone hear that? Everyone hear that? He just left the door open at the end. The door's not fully shut on Rosillo and ESPN. Uh, love you guys. <laughs> all right, thanks, uh, Peter. soon. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. Peter just brought up a good point. He fights with everybody. And this guy fights with even more people. And I'm the bad guy. The most controversial guest we'll have today. That's next. The Rosilla Show, ESPN Radio. And now another edition of Obvious News from Geico. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I, I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. Chris Long, next hour, Van Pelt for a few segments. We have a pulse. This week's sit down, the last one on the Rosillo Show is Bob Myers, GM of the Warriors. Uh, that's going to be in 15 minutes. He plays at San Quentin every year, pick up hoops, and he tried to take the game winner. So we're going to do that for the sit-down. Uh, but that is the voice. Those are bars from our next guest, a guy who uh, is my friend and my co-host here for a while is Danny Cannell, who I'm going to tag you on Playbook Channel 84 Sirius XM Radio because no longer uh, competition for me because we were going at the same time. So now, now I have to worry about it. What's up, man? Not much, man. I believe that's what the kids are calling a cipher nowadays. That's what I was throwing down back in the day. But you'll get it. You'll appreciate this because you know, I talked to Sarudi. We're hooking it up. I wanted to try to call in and give you a little shout out, show you some love. And then I was like, oh, crap, what's my schedule going to be like? And I'm sitting here at the pool, and I was going to call in on my cell phone. But I was like, you know what? The, the service is a little sketchy. And I wouldn't want to irritate you, like, on the last day of your show to have you, like, I could see your face shaking, being like, oh, this service, we've got to cut them off. Let's bring them back on. So I'm actually on the house phone at my club by the pool, like at the cabana. Like, I can't even make this up. Like, I'm literally sitting here watching the girls. They're swimming over there. And I'm sitting by the cabana with a little uh, a drink coming up after the interview because I want to make sure I was sober. <laughs> that was see we didn't want you sober we didn't want we, like danny a couple drinks no one better in the world than this guy uh hey i appreciate you coming on because i did go 
flame on on the entire college football world. Were you upset with me when I had that college football rant where I called out everybody? Well, a little bit. I wasn't, but, you know, I get it, though. I'm used to getting you uh, yelled at by you. All the way back before, it reminded me of the times when I would come on when it was you and Van Pelt, and Van Pelt would just sit back, and he'd be like, all right, you two go at it. Like, he didn't even want any part of it because he, he knew he would have to just stay out of the way, and we'd go at it over the same exact topic on the SEC and the supremacy and how good they are and that. So I, I kind of had – I'm used to it. The only thing I was bummed at was the bias thing. Because, you know, I'm an analyst. I'm trying to keep my credibility here. And I would say, like I told you on my podcast when you came on there, the only thing I'm truly biased for is I want to be right. Like, that's, that's what I'm truly biased for. But I'm, I was used to it. You know, like, that's, that's what I've kind of, like, I've come to grips with now that we've been apart. I've been able to appreciate some things that we had in our relationship. And there's also some things I'm like, you know what? It's kind of nice to get a little breather in those, you know, two hours before the show where I don't have to argue for a goat of the week. And, uh, and maybe, like, well, I always think of what could have been if only we would have had the summer book club segment go a little bit stronger. That, like, who knows? Maybe we could have been the next Mike and Mike. Okay, that, those are fair things. And I definitely think I could have – I could your go to the week segment was terrific. I didn't have a problem with go to the week. I enjoyed it. But you hated it. You hated no, it at I, first. I, then... I, at the beginning, I was like, what are we doing? And then I loved it. I kind of loved go to the week. I, are you still doing go to the week? Because you should do it. You should do it twice a week. <laughs> no, see, I am very, that's another thing I'm very particular of because I know you're very protective of content, of content. No, that was yours. On yours. So I don't, but no, but that was part of ours. See, that was ours. And I want to make it, I always want to leave it as ours. I never want to take something. I could start something new that's just as corny and just as bad on my own. So I wanted that to be special. So I wanted to make sure that I never started that one over again. Did you take any helmets? <laughs> you still don't believe me on that because when you came over to my house and you asked me, this is right before I moved and you saw the packing boxes and you asked. So the only helmets I took were the ones that were given to me. Which is the one, the controversial one? Which is the, I, I should have, you know, I knew this was bothering you. I should have let you look through my helmets just to prove it. Which was, which was the helmet that's the one that's causing some, some emotion right now? Because I know there's something that you're heated about. Which one is I'm it? Not, I'm not heated about it at all. Trust me. <laughs> Did they, you check Stanford Steve? Like, I guarantee Stanford you. Steve Stanford Steve is upset Steve. with you. Stanford Steve is upset with you. I have, I have moved on from that. I'm trying to, as I grow <laughs> as a person, Danny, I'm trying not to hang on to stuff anymore. But I think Sir Rudy's going to bring up the controversial ones. Because there's some that flat out are yours. Like the San Diego State right, one. Exactly. The stenciled yeah. San Diego State one Gorgeous. is awesome. And you should have kept that one. All right, here's what we're right. missing. You tell me if you have <laughs> okay. it or not. North okay. Carolina. New North Carolina. The one with the Argyle? Yes. I'm, I might have that one. <laughs> yeah, <that's, 'cause> you, <laughs> we knew you. Multiples. We knew you okay. took that one. Multiples yeah, of but those ones. The other one is like from Caldors, man. Like that one was sick. All right, can we trade out? I'll send it back as long as I get one in return. Uh, well, I don't know that we're going to, I don't think Will Kane's going to be a helmet show. Wait a second. How did you guys know? Because when you I got committed fired, there. When I, was let, when I was let go, I came in the next morning because I didn't want to see anybody. Literally, I swear it was 4 a.m. because I couldn't sleep. I was ticked off. I came in there at 4 a.m. and was loading up the car with stuff. And I was like, there's no way they'll notice this one missing. So now, of course, it comes back to haunt me. What's the other one? Arizona State? Arizona State. No, I, oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> my, my God! <laughs> wait, I have to check the inventory. Is it the white one with the sweet old devil looking on there? No, it's, it's, it the, uh, old school it's one? the pitchfork black one. We had a black matte one, right? 
I don't have the black mat one. I think I do have one that's white. There's an LSU one because we had like literally had five LSU ones. So that's cool. Like I figured our boys at LSU, like they're your guys, but I figured they hate they'd be you. cool if I took one. They don't know. They didn't even want Russell and Cano <laughs> no. t-shirts. Maybe they've gotten yeah. over it now. Is there any other ones, Rudy? What, what was it? Was well, one? you definitely have San Diego State, you said, right? And, that's his. Yeah, I definitely uh, have that one. Oh, you took Florida State, too. Well, the like, nice Florida State one. So that's fine. That's, yeah, that was mine, yeah. right? Yeah, they sent that for it's me. just those four oh, that were no, that you're, you're supposed to keep the, you're supposed to let us keep your good <laughs> What about Navy? Stadium. Do you have the Navy helmet? Navy's a top. I definitely, no. The Navy one, I definitely 100% don't have. That was the cool one. That one definitely Stanford Steve has. You got to check him for that Somebody one. Somebody sure. stole the Navy one because that was the so nicest what happens, helmet. Now, what happens to all the helmets now is the show ends? Like, because that was your thing. Are, so are they going to get sent out? Are you keeping them all or what? I don't want them all, no. I'm going through select ones. We're going to figure it all out. Right. But we might have to lock all right. them all in the office at 4 Eastern today. Um, Thank you for calling in. Thank you for being you got it, bud. my friend through all of this stuff. And uh, please say hi to – I don't want to make the other girls jealous, but say hi to Brady for me. All right? <laughs> I will, man. They miss you, man. All the best. All right, cool. That's Danny Cannell. Again, Playbook Channel 84, Series XM Radio, the Cannell Bell Podcast. we got Chris Long. Bob Myers, sit down, playing hoops in jail next.